Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You have reached Friday, which means you have reached us here on page one for this Friday, May 7th. I am LeVar, uh, joining you here live from Chicago. And of course, I am joined, as I am every week, by my wonderful friend who is out in the city that, see, they say New York is the city that sleeps. I think Vegas is also the city that never sleeps. My wonderful friend, Mary, how are you? We are the 24-hour me on town. What are you talking about? I know. I'm like, fabulous Las Vegas. I know. I was going to say, they say New York is the city that never sleeps, but I'm like, but everything goes on in Vegas. I I, I had a friend who went years ago, and he was out there for business, supposed to be, and they threw their bags in the hotel room, went to the casinos, would go back at around like 6 a.m., get up for meetings at 7 a.m., and after the meetings were over for the day, went right back and did what they wanted to do. I don't know how you could gamble that long, but they did. Oh, I don't ever ask anymore. People are weird. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to be the person that is, well, I don't want to know how much you lost, or I'm pretty sure the house wins. Um, yeah, no matter how long you play, the house eventually wins. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know how much he, he gambled that weekend or that the few days that he was there, but, uh, yeah, it is Vegas. But uh, ahead this hour, we've got a lot uh, tonight uh, on top of some stories that we've got for you. Uh, we, of course, will take a live look at what's trending. And then, of course, we have the retro moment of the week, um, a themed retro moment of the week. And then uh, we will also have uh, tonight uh, – my brain almost went blank. Um, we'll also have our almanac, which this is the first show in May because the last we were with you was the end of April. So I kind of had to remember that a few moments before we start the show tonight. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, of course, with May, it brings uh, quite a few things to celebrate. Uh, I'll get to the things in a moment that, uh, of course, on the Almanac for today. Um, but the Almanac, uh, the um, May today, May 7th, it is National Packaging Design Day, National Paste-Up Day, National Barrier Awareness Day, National Roast Leg of Lamb Day, 
It is also National Provider Appreciation Day, National Space Day, and School Hero School Lunch Hero Day. Uh, and it is also today National Military Spouse Appreciation Day. So uh, to all of you military spouses holding it down, uh, we celebrate you today. It's always the Friday before Mother's Day. And then tomorrow, National Coconut Cream Pie Day, National Have a Coke Day, it's National Student nope. Nurse Day, National Birth Mother's Day, National Babysitter's Day, National Train Day, it's National Archery Day, it is Cornelia DeLang Syndrome Awareness Day, Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive Day, uh, it is also National Miniature Golf Day. I love miniature golf. I am, uh, well. Podcast is fun. <laughs> Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> is there any like awesome like uh, miniature golf places out there in Vegas? No, there used to be. There's a place called really? King Putt that was fun. Yeah, no, because one, you can only do it three months out of the year before it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said indoor. One. And we have a few yeah. indoor ones here in Chicago. Right, King Putt was a great indoor one, and then COVID hit. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> And tomorrow, uh, it is National Dog Moms Day. So happy, early happy National Dog Moms Day to you. <laughs> oh, And then on Monday, it is uh, National Sleepover Day. It is National Butterscotch Brownie Day. National Ooh. Lost Sock Memorial Day. <laughs> and I don't know Only if the last two... one. Huh? What? <laughs> Well, I don't know if these two. I, I don't know if these two things tie in together, but of course Sunday is Mother's Day, but it is also National Moscato Day. <laughs> Very odd that National Moscato Day falls on Mother's Day. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very interesting. I, I I was like, I looked at the calendar and I was like, hmm, I'll be doggone. Um, and of course, uh, to all of you mothers out there, and we'll say it again before the end of the show, a uh, very happy Mother's Day weekend. Hopefully uh, you get great gifts. <laughs> and um, hopefully you get a little bit of rest. I think if anything, I would think for the moms out there, they would gladly give up any gift for just rest and silence and a chance to just relax. Right? How'd you know what was on my wish list? I don't know how many years I've asked for that. I've asked for just a day off, a day off with no, I don't need to mommy this, mommy that. I don't need to cook. I don't need to clean. I don't need to answer phone calls. I don't need to answer questions. I just get to be Alone in my space. Hmm? Eight hours. I don't even want the full day. Eight hours. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. Eight hours. Done. All Finished. I ever need. Perfect. <laughs> all I ever need. Oh, man. It's the best uh, gift anybody could ever give me. Yeah. Uh, the month of May. Uh, brings a lot of things. It is uh, ALS Awareness Month. 
It is also it's American Cheese Month. Uh, it's also Celiac Disease Awareness Month, Correct Your Posture Month. It is uh, Jewish American Heritage Month. It is also National Asparagus Month, National Dental Care Awareness Month, National Stroke Awareness Month, National Military Appreciation Month. Uh, it is also National Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, National Brain Cancer and Brain Tumor Awareness Month, Date Your Mate Month. Uh, it is National Barbecue Month. Uh, it is also National Blood Pressure Education Month, National Chamber Music Month, <laughs> National uh, Cystic Fibrosis Awareness Month, uh, National Hamburger Month, Lyme Disease Awareness Month, Photography Month. Uh, it's also National Salad Month, Salsa Month, Strawberry Month, Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, Water Safety Month, Skin Cancer Awareness Month. So a lot of things going on this month. So It's also NF Month. Uh, National NF Awareness Month. NF is uh, neurofibrosis or something along those lines. Is there a particular color that's worn for that, or is it? Uh... That I'm not sure. I'd have to double check. But there's some uh, one of my um, I play on a um, uh, server, and one of my server mates actually has uh, NF. It's a, it's an invisible um, disease really, um, because it attacks uh, mostly nerves. So mm. people are in pain, and you, you just don't you don't see it because they look normal on the outside, but they're always in pain. So they're doing a charity month on their live streams. Mm. So that's the only mm. reason I'm aware and donated and, you know, make Fantastic. it visible is what they're talking about. Well, definitely, if you would like to give to very worthwhile causes like that or any of the other months, definitely look it up. And if you're looking to do something uh, to kind of give back a little bit and you don't know what to do, uh, it's months like these that always are best to – you don't have to give like hundreds of thousands of dollars like other people do. Even a little bit helps. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you give back, definitely do something like that this month. And uh, you'll make yourself happy as well. So uh, we got a lot of stories tonight. Um, I'm going to tiptoe through this one. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, <laughs> it's celebrity. Because a lot of things that tonight kind of have a uh, – well, a few of the stories tonight have a little bit of a celebrity, like, attachment to them. But they bring across really serious questions. Uh, one of the things that was uh, – this year, I know uh, my mom over the last year, uh, because a friend of hers uh, watched The Bachelor, my mom took particular interest in The Bachelor this year and The Bachelor Matt James. And, of course, we all know that he chose uh, Rachel Kirkconnell, but then toward the end of the production of the show came word of some things about Rachel's past in which she had made some remarks and did some things um, that were uh, racial in nature, and she has apologized for it. But comes from page six this week, and I told somebody, I said I don't believe they broke up. That I think that they kind of, you know, pretty much kind of just kind of, like, hey, let's cool it for a little bit, then we'll kind of come back when things get a little bit less heated. So from that this week came exclusive details from the website page six 
that they are back together, uh, even though they said that the former Bachelor is leery about putting it out there. Um, and according to people close to them, they said that they are back together, but he's hesitant to publicly and outrightly confirm it right now because it's still fresh and they still have issues to work through. Uh, that Rachel already faced scrutiny for a pass, and now all eyes have shifted to him. So he's feeling pressure to set a good example for other black men. He's aware that people are not going to be happy that he jumped back into a relationship with her so soon. So while he's happy to have her in his life again, he's not ready to scream it from the rooftops yet. And Kirkconnell confirmed in a Wall Street Journal magazine profile on him published Wednesday that the pair are back on, while he simply told the publication that the two are trying to make it work. And... A lot of people, um, it said that while he didn't want to speak for them, he added that the pair's recent progress has included the ability to, quote, have critical conversations about being in this relationship and what he needed in a partner, especially if that woman isn't black, and to understand what comes with him and his life and being black. And I've heard other people this week say that that would be pretty hard for them and just not them in general, that if you had a partner that did the things that Rachel did, of how hard it would be to go back into that. So I guess it raises the question that if you had chosen someone, found out something about their past that was really uh, along the lines of that, and people out there saying that, oh, it's unforgivable. And say if it was someone who had said something about or did something that offended your race and you went back with And a lot of people are saying, you know, for him, that he's now going to be looked at a little bit differently for doing something like that when he should have just pretty much kicked her to the curb. But the question that I've heard this week is, if someone did something like she did, would you forgive that person and be able to go back with them? Maybe? Question mark? Well, first of all, like, I'm lucky. I don't have a lot of people make fun of my race, ever. Um, I would love for that to happen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I really don't have a lot of people going and saying, and then on top of that, lots of people get my race wrong anyway. Like they look at me and they tell me I'm not whatever. Uh, I'm Hispanic. I'm Filipino. I'm Asian. I'm white, just with a really good tan. I'm country. Um, I've been called a lot of different things over the years and only about a third of them are right. Um, and that happens, you know, it's not, I, I don't have, I don't want to say that I'm invisible, um, but I'm, I, I fall into that weird gray area that a lot of people look at me and go, well, you might have an opinion, but you may not. And either way, it's okay. Cause you don't, none of this really affects you. Um, unless it's something very specific about sex. So if it's about gender or sex roles in, in the society, then that's when something that like comes up because I'm very much 
an advocate for um, my fellow females and my fellow not non-female. I don't I don't know how to say that right, but the, anyone that's of that feels their gender is female. Um, so big supporter of that. So I don't. I, this would be more of a question for you than for me at this point. I would say maybe if there was an offense mm-hmm. that was something that was. Uh, but I'm also not in the public eye. But so not, yeah, I guess the overall question that I said is: if somebody like, if you were in a situation like that, would it be easy to forgive it to go back? Now I'll actually tell you real quick. Now as a black male. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> um, when I heard this, I was not surprised. And I don't know why mm-hmm. people are so surprised, and I don't know why people are hurt. And, and this is going to sound very strange, and I know there's going to be some people who will agree with me, and there will be some people who don't agree with me. And this is what, in, in, in regards to this issue, is something that really has um, – in terms of uh, the black community, kind of is <sighs> depends on who you ask. A lot of people are aghast at it and pretty much are disgusted. And then you're going to have the person like me who is not surprised by what has occurred. But I will tell you, and I know this is going to seem like the easy way out. But I think that the situation for what was was something that was in the past that apparently, and we have to take her word for it, that she was sorry for. And it's something that he, as her partner, has to help teach her why it was wrong, why people deem it as wrong. And at the end of the day, I really don't think that, because, I mean, on the show and from what we saw, she didn't do any of the things that she did in a previous post. And she did not degrade him. She did not, you know, uh, say things to him in a degrading nature. And this is a person who he apparently has feelings for. If he needs to help her understand what went wrong and to work through those things, and if they can, and if he's okay with it, then it is what it is. I hate saying that term, but it's like it is what it is because that's what he is okay with. You know, it all comes down when we reach that dangerous line of, oh, well, you know, you can't love that person. Because now it's going to go into other dark areas, too. Because if you had family members or people really close to you who did things that were hurtful, no one would ever forgive anyone, and this world would be living on, you know, hate. And if for that, and if she is working her best through what happened, and he is okay with that, then who am I to say, I'm embarrassed that he's gone back and done that because that's them. And at the end of the day, his love life is what's, you know, and his happiness is what should be more important for everybody. Um, Not like in a sense of, you know, like um, uh, an ownership sense, but that's what's important to him. So, hey, 
you go ahead and do you, if that makes sense. It makes 100% sense to me. And, and that's why I said it would be more of a question for you than for me at this point. Um, if anybody was, if I was getting to know someone and they said something about a race or a gender or a color of hair, if they said something degrading um, 20 years ago, I would hope that that person would have grown since then. Even five years ago, I would hope that that person would have grown since then. On top of that, it would make sense on how that person treats me versus how that person treats, you know, versus what they said. So if they said one thing and and it it's totally contrary to how they're acting now, if they're acting now like they should act now and they treat me with respect, then what they said way back when may have just been a one-time thing. And that's something that should be between the two people that are involved. There shouldn't be something that anyone gets to, to make a judgment on, ever. Correct. I agree. Um, this week there was also, uh, well, last week into this week, there was a couple of different stories. And I'm going to read uh, two different stories, but they kind of almost kind of, well, they're going to intertwine a little bit. So bear with me here. Uh, the first story uh, that came out was uh, the shocking news of police are investigating the uh, paddling of a six-year-old student for allegedly damaging a computer. Uh, the child's mother videotaped the punishment. And pretty much a Florida elementary school principal is under investigation for paddling a six-year-old student who allegedly damaged a computer, according to reports. The child's mother secretly videotaped the corporal punishment with her cell phone. Uh, the Department of Children and Families is also investigating. Uh, the family's lawyer said the police have turned over the investigation to the state's attorney's office for the 20th Judicial Court, and the prosecutor's office is weighing whether to file charges against the principal and another female school employee seen in the video. Uh, the employee appears to tell the child to, quote, put your butt out, out uh, as she holds the first grader against the table. The principal then strikes the girl three times, and the footage appears to show uh, sobbing can be heard on the tape. The child's mother said she was summoned to the school and told that her daughter had scratched a computer screen. But the woman said she wasn't told her kid was going to be paddled and turned on the phone's video function when she saw the wooden paddle come out. Uh, the mother told the uh, news, local news, WINK there, that the hatred with which she hit my daughter, I mean, it was a hatred that really... I've never hit my daughter like she hit her. Um, she said, I had never hit her. And the attorney said that the client was too frightened to speak up at the time and that there was a language barrier. Uh, the lawyer said that she was intimidated, and he said, why didn't you intervene? And she said, I was so frightened. I was frozen with shock and frozen with fear. School officials and the principal have declined comment. That's one part of the story in regards to paddling or spanking your child. And according to some, that spanking your child is linked with the same negative outcome as abuse. Uh, pretty much a new study by researchers at the University of Texas, Austin, and the University of Michigan argue that spanking may not be the right answer. According to a 50-year study, 
The more children are spanked, the more likely they are to defy their parents and experience problems such as antisocial behavior, aggression, and other difficulties. The study researched nearly 161,000 children, and they said that the analysis focuses on what most Americans would recognize as spanking and not on potentially abusive behaviors. And the researchers found that spanking a child did the complete opposite of what parents wanted to happen. The upshot of the study is that spanking increases the likelihood of a wide variety of undesired outcomes for children. Spanking thus does the opposite of what parents usually want it to do. They also equated the use of spanking a child to the same negative outcome as abuse. I, hmm, as a child that will tell you, <laughs> I got a few spankings growing up, <laughs> rightly deserved in hindsight. I didn't turn out to be uh, anybody that was troublesome. But this kind of troubles me in a way in which the school took it upon themselves do that. You know, even in 2021, I did not think that some schools would still be using that as a form of some punishment. Um, I am, you know, and I'm, I'm going to go on a weird level here, but unless that was something that was told ahead of time in a manual that that was going to happen, then at that point, you kind of have to make that decision on whether you want your child there. I know there are some schools that probably still use some form of punishment like that, even in 2021. I don't really necessarily agree with it, and I don't know the steps that took to just that. I don't want to believe that just a scratch on the computer led to them paddling this kid. Um, but it's very disturbing that that occurred in that matter in a school even now and that you know the parent felt froze with fear not to do anything about it because if that was my mom <laughs> oh yeah that that would have not gone over well for those educators um i don't know your thoughts uh yes well, let, let's start with your mom, if it was my mom, that statement. I would feel really bad for the school after your mom got done with them. <laughs> because your mom and my mom were about the same, like, in that level of, <laughs> and you know I love your mom and, and, and my mom as well, and happy Mother's Day to all of them, including your mom and mine. Um, so let's start with that. Your mom is a strong woman, stronger than I don't know. I, like I, I, I don't know that I can be as strong as your mom was. And with y'all as children, like God bless her. She, she did something right in a life somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> your mom and my mom would be that you don't get to punish my child. If my child did something wrong, I got this. And then, and then, how dare you? That would be the two different things. Like, I got this. Don't worry about punishment. I got this. And how dare you think you can do better than I can? Like, those two things would have happened, and that poor person would have probably not been well afterwards. 
I had to put that in a good way. Um, but no, I agree with you. I, I was a child spanking, and um, my child was not. And um, I don't know that there's a good way and a bad way to do it. I, I, I don't know that it was – I don't think I was adversely affected by it, but then I also – it was not abuse in my house. It was not – it was a punishment, and it was not – that was that was a very high punishment. Like, you had to basically murder somebody to get spanked. And I basically murdered somebody and got spanked. Um, no, I did not murder someone. But, like, I did, like, the worst thing possible in my parents' eyes that, re- that, that was so much further level than just a talking to so that was like the highest level of punishment and the level of punishment. So the, hey, don't make me tell your dad all the way up to your, you know, like it was worse than grounding. Grounding me was bad. I hated being grounded. And that was worse than grounding. Like if grounding wasn't going to fix the behavior, this would. Um, right. But it, because I also knew that too, that that I don't think it was abuse in my in my world. Now, every child is different. Every child is different. Having one child react to somebody yelling and screaming at them versus another child, I could see it in families. I could see it in my own child. I could see it in other people's children. Like how much different, you have to almost know what's that impression for, like, what do I need to do to motivate you? What do I need to do to make you understand something's wrong with your behavior. What do I need to do to get you to feel what I'm feeling right now when you're doing what you're doing so that you can understand why I feel this is wrong for you to do and why society feels this is wrong for you to do and how you should react and those kind of things. And that takes time. That's why, you know, it's, it's never right the first time. Um, having somebody else discipline my child, though, oh, hell no. Hell no. No. I don't like it when the school tries to tell me that my child is not, just calls me and says the child's attitude needs adjustment. She's quiet. She's observing. I, I've seen her in class. I know what she's thinking. I can talk to her about everything. And we've developed that relationship over her lifetime. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare. Now, if she's right. doing something wrong and I find out about it, oh, yeah, no, she's going to get the wrath of me. Um, <laughs> but never, if a if a educator laid any kind of hand on my child, other than to stop my child from basically murdering someone, mm-hmm. I would have a problem. If it's a safety issue, absolutely. This is not a safety issue. This is property damage. I understand that. But that should be something that is, no, no. I I don't agree with it. I agree with the lawsuit. I'm one of those weird ones. I don't care. But, yeah, I would think abuse is a little far. But in this case. Over the line. I agree with mom. Well, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that one. Uh, but we are now at the halfway point. There's so many things that we have left in tonight's show. This almost might be a supersized show. Uh, we'll have our take coming up in, in the next half hour on uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates situation. Also, 
Uh, ben Affleck sliding in your DMs, has it happened? <laughs> why it did to one person and why it's a teaching moment. Also, uh, a little bit of some breaking news this week about a new take on Snow White and the Prince kissing, why it's now controversial. Also, we'll take a live look at what's trending. And uh, also a study from Rolling Stone on the top sitcoms of all time. You're going to want to stay tuned for what they believe to be the top uh, sitcoms of all time. And first, a special edition of the Retro Moment of the Week, two retro commercials. I will explain after the break the person that you will hear on the first one. And then the second one, you'll probably get a little bit of a chuckle about um, (laughs) in regards to the message itself, but both just in time for Mother's Day. So all of those things, uh, and we'll be back with you after this word from the retro moment. But first, you're listening to page one here on Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Lee Phillip inviting you to shop at the store where the name over the door tells you there are values like these. Choose an appliance gift for mom, like the Hamilton Beach Broiler Skillet, only 1988. Or the West Bend Quick Drip Coffee Brewer. It brews coffee fast, filters out bitterness, too. Here's the rival Crock-Pot with a stoneware liner that lifts out for easy serving and cleaning. There are dozens of great gift ideas for mom at participating True Value hardware stores. Now a brief intermission in which the Campbell kids discover that mother knows best. Good. Johnny came calling one Sunday. The girl of his dreams was so sweet. She served him some wonderful dishes. Mmm, but he found the meal incomplete. No soup? Good day, Irene. Good day. Goodbye, time. To get the punch of soup for lunch. I'll seek another bride. Oh, what a wailing and sighing. Oh, what shall I do, Mother dear? Just reach for some soup from the soup shelf. You'll soon have your Johnny back here. Did someone say soup? Soup and a salad, delicious. Soup and a sandwich is great. Soup for lunch is nutritious. Yes, you are my favorite date. Now they're a family, one happy bunch. And every day you'll hear them say, let's have soup. How's this for lunch or light supper tomorrow? Lean, tender pieces of beef, plus juicy golden egg noodles and rich, full-flavored beef stock. That's Campbell's Beef Noodle Soup, a grand lunch or light supper. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Not true, but all right, we'll go with it. 
You know what's even funnier? If you watch the commercial itself, it's it's more funnier when you watch it because it's a fifties cartoon where it's just, yeah, it's <laughs> you have to watch it. Now the first commercial that was a local Chicago-based commercial with Lee Phillip uh, for True Value Hardware Stores <laughs> with some great gift ideas for mom for Mother's Day. <laughs> Which, oh, I don't know if those would be good gifts considered now. Um, interesting backstory on Lee Phillip for those of you who do not know what she is, or who she is. She probably is one of the most prolific people in television. And I don't know if the story of Lee Phillip gets told a lot, but if it's one person that you should know in television history, it's her. Lee Phillip, during her career here in Chicago, hosted over 10,000 programs. And early in her tenure, she worked five shows a day, seven days a week. And she also went on to co-create two of American television's longest-running soap operas. Uh, Lee Phillip uh, went on, uh, because she was married to her husband, who was an advertising agent, William Joseph Bell. And she is the daughter of Laura Lee Bell. And she went on. Uh, to write advertising uh, and writing for soap operas like The God in Light, As the World Turns, and Another World, with Irma Phillips. And then she would go on to co-create with her husband The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. So, uh, Lee Phillip, who they said by 1955, she had already did over 2,500 shows on television. Um, she did everything from pretty much the beginning of the day to like in the early afternoon, early evening, which is insane. <laughs> Graduate of yeah. Northwestern University, as a matter of fact. So, wow, interesting things to know, or the backstory. Now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I guess before we kind of get into other things tonight, I'm going to go early over to. What's trending? Uh, of course, SmackDown is trending tonight. If you watch that, uh, space—I'm going to get this so wrong. Space's Got Talent is trending. People are demonstrating their musical abilities by performing for a panel of judges on Spaces. I don't know what Spaces is, but hey. Uh, also, Lily James is trending as she and Sebastian Stan give a first look of them as Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee for Hulu's upcoming drama, Pam and Tommy. They actually look, for, they actually look pretty good. Uh, yeah, they do. They look pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I will give them credit. It's kind so, of scary. It took me a second because I was looking, like, not so much Sebastian Stan as much as Lily James, right? Um, mm-hmm. she, she nailed it. She yeah. nailed it. It took me a couple of looks, and I'm like, is that really? Like, if that's her, she looks great for as old as she is. And it took yeah. me a couple of seconds, like a couple of looks through, and I'm like, wait a second, that's actually not. Excellent, excellent portrayal. I can't wait to see that one, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that will be on Hulu. Uh, MK Watch Party is trending as uh, people are streaming Mortal Kombat on HBO Max and tweeting along with the cast using the hashtag MKWatchParty tonight. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are trending uh, as they pretty much smoked the Boston Celtics tonight, 121-99. to And um, Kirby 
is trending. <laughs> there was a picture that went out, and it says, choose two to protect you, the rest will try to kill you, who do you choose? I am going to be so bad at this because uh, my friend Mary will probably be best with explaining some of the cartoon characters that, I'm not cartoon, but the video game characters that were on this uh, panel. Luigi and Mario are on there. I think I recognize Yoshi, Kirby, and it looks like Donkey Kong. The other ones, I have no idea who they are. (laughs) Do I need to jump onto Twitter? Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What's trending. We'll come uh, back. Come back to that one. I'll look at what's trending. <laughs> and then uh, Drax is also trending tonight as Dave Batista could be exiting the MCU after Guardians Volume 3, according to a new interview. He states that as far as his obligations, he's got Guardians 3, and that's probably going to be the end of Drax. So... Uh, that is another thing. And then um, Darlington really is trending as the yeah. cookout 500 at Darlington race will be held at full capacity, according to the raceway. Uh, that's the weekend of September 4th and 5th. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm is... so disappointed in you, sir. <laughs> what? I knew, like, half I just, of I'm I looking. Well, who are the others? Okay, the top row. Is that choose I recognize two to, four. Two. Five of them. Kirby, Yoshi, Mario, Luigi, Donkey Kong. I don't know who the other four are. <laughs> the other four, One of them is Link from Legend of Zelda. I, I told you I've never really played that game. Didn't really like it when I tried to play it. <laughs> Kid Icarus? Bless you. She, I say Seamus, but is Samus? From Metroid. Okay. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> did you name the other two? Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I just did. What are you talking about? I'll go down the line. I only heard two names, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm just going to start at the top right hand or stop top left hand corner, read left to right, and then down. Okay. Donkey Kong, Luigi, Link from Legend of Zelda, Kid okay. Icarus, Mario, Samus, Yoshi, Fox, and Kirby. Now, see, that did not look like Link from Legend of Zelda. That must be like a newer version. That's not the one that I recall from Legend of Zelda. It's from, it's from Breath <laughs> it really of the Wild. Does. It's from Breath of the Wild. It's from Breath of okay. the Wild. <laughs> okay, because I, I didn't recognize that version. I was like, I have no idea. So... <laughs> Yes. So that's what's trending. <laughs> this is why I love having Mary here because she can explain to me pretty much the things that have to deal with um, <laughs> with video games and um, with other forms of social media outside of the ones that I know, um, uh, particularly. Please, please. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> this is the good thing about I'm having. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the good thing about having two brains on this show because what one doesn't know, the other one can pick up, and it's teamwork that makes the dream work. <laughs> 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 um, so, 
I can't believe it. I'm, I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, hey! At least I got like a good half of them, right? I mean, I'm, I'm you not. Did, you did. I will give you that. Thing. I play video games. I did not play a lot of action adventure games, and I played a lot of the sports games. You know, I was the double dribble or Madden or the baseball type of guy or Tiger Woods golf. Uh, I didn't really play too many of those, and it was funny because I was watching uh, a part of the podcast with Sarah Silverman, who I love. And she was talking about how everyone, uh, she said when I was uh, in school, how everyone played GoldenEye on N64. And she said years ago she had put out a call for anyone who still had it, and somebody did have it. And she invited them over to her house to play it. And she said the person was nice enough to leave her the N64 in the game. was like, ah, I'm not going to play it no more. Keep it. And, she, and she's been friends with him ever since. And she started talking about that. And I was like, yeah, I do remember that. And I remember going to a friend's house and playing it and played it for a little bit. And I kind of got bored with it because I got to a spot where I just couldn't get out of it. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, And sorry. I am very much, I'm very much a RPG um, kind of role-playing game gamer um very much about those story-based games but then also like farming games not farming like hoe and well some of them are but uh farming games like uh, survival games and and resource management games so into both of those so that's why like zelda is one of my favorite series of games so when like link was on there and i'm just like are you kidding me that guy's been around longer, almost longer than Mario. Remind me, next time we see each other, I'm going to bring uh, my refurbished uh, Sega game here, which I think has The Legend of Zelda on it. And you can show me pretty much how you used to play it because it's got it on there. So pretty much I'm going to bring this with next time I see you, and maybe we'll record it for the folks out here. Maybe we'll uh, – you know what? Maybe we even go live. You know, on Twitch, Twitch, and we'll show the folks about playing Legend of Zelda. Some of so, our old RPG games. Yeah. We can play some Mario. There you go. We'll play some Mario. So Donkey Kong or some Paperboy. See, I'll play like. All right, like... I'm down. <laughs> I suck at Paperboy, but I'm down. <laughs> Retro game, go. Speaking of people who didn't do well. Uh, there was an interesting article and some news about Ben Affleck here within the last couple of uh, weeks. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've learned entirely too much, it says, about divorced dad Ben Affleck's love life. First, there were hints and whispers that he was getting back with his ex-fiancee, Jennifer Lopez, and the actor was seen being picked up and dropped off at the singer's Los Angeles mansion multiple times. And it says the juiciest story came along this week when a woman named Naveen J posted a video saying Affleck allegedly DM'd her on Instagram after she had unmatched with him on Raya. Am I leaving that correct? And I think so. He texted her back and he said, uh, he called her by her name and he says, why did you unmatch me? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> to the surprise of no one, the TikTok video quickly went viral. After all, how often do we get to see a celebrity shoot their shot? Uh, and then it says it also spurred on an interesting debate. Some found the message funny and innocent enough, 
Ben was just confirming it was him. She probably thought it was a fake account. Though with that argument, it's worth noting that she is a, uh, that Rhea is a relatively exclusive app used by plenty of other famous people. Others found the clip a bit a little creepy. Uh, it says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but sending someone a message on a different app after they've unmatched you on a dating app is creepy and stalkerish, even if you're Ben Affleck, tweeted Chris Evans. Not that Chris Evans that we all know. Some thought that the move was a little entitled. One saying he had no idea why she unmatched him. It's the assumption that's so crude. Of course, Affleck is far from the first guy to ever consider sliding into the DMs of a viable dating strategy after getting denied on a dating app. Ask any single woman. It's unfortunately kind of a thing. And one young lady from California uh, said, as long as I've been on dating apps, I've had this problem. Even with men, I don't even match with. She says, on Instagram, it's mostly, hey, I saw you on Tinder. Follow up with replies to every single story I post and occasionally a few creepy messages that they think are charming. Uh, before noting that the experience is better than what she's seen on Snapchat. There, she's even gotten, uh, let's just say, some rather personal pics from Tinder rejects. Some guys will try to pass these unsolicited interactions off as a meet-cute moment. Uh, and one lady said, I've had guys stalk and DM me on all my socials, both before we match and after we unmatch. It's gross. Who, like others in the story, asked to use their first name only for privacy. Some address the creepiness of approaching uh, on a second site before I've even had a chance to block them on the first one, she said. Others act as if uh, we're having a meet-cute, uh, like, oh, fancy meeting you here. Of course, apps like Tinder do allow users to connect Instagram accounts to their profiles. It's a running joke that people do it to pick up more followers. But even if you don't connect to accounts, there are often enough details in a profile for an interested party to search you out. And perhaps maybe you have the same profile pic on Instagram or maybe a unique name. So other ladies have shared their stories. And I know we have talked in the past about the use of dating apps and sites. But, I mean, I, I think I kind of get where Ben was coming. I hope he was just being, like, self-deprecating, like, hey, it's me. Why? You know, like that. And that's it. But on a serious note, I am pretty sure you will interject and say that there are a lot of, like, now, be honest, I'm going to call you all weirdos. There are a lot of weirdos out there who are doing, you know, something like that. But uh, help me out here, because I I don't know those sites. I don't know those apps. I I don't, I mean, is that like, like, hey, well, he's trying hard, or like, ooh, that's kind of stalkerish. I don't know. How do you take that? <laughs> it depends on the lady. Sometimes they like it. I I am a whoa. Back it up there, babe. Hong Kong, like like pump the brakes. Like no, I'm that person. Um, which is why I'm off the site now. Um, when I was on the site, sorry guys, I'm off. Um, when I was on the site, there was a lot of me just no. Like, no, I'm not dealing with that kind of thing. Um, if I didn't and, uh, like, didn't, like, didn't say, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to get to know you better, or even better, like, I'd start to, and they'd start to be like, yeah, you know, I think you're beautiful and I love you. It's like, whoa, you don't even know me. Like, you right. know two things about me right now. You know my 
first name, maybe. And that's even maybe if I gave you my first name and, like, what I might look like. And that's the big thing. It's what you might look like. Everybody's got those pictures that make them look great. And I'm not even going to the ones that are using fake pictures at this point. I'm talking just the ones that, that, you know, highlight what you're doing or might be a few years old. (laughs) I've met a couple of those. It's like, ooh, that's not what you look like in your profile. Um that's another topic for another <laughs> another week. <Yeah. laughs> People who um, use But okay. yeah, if if you if you start to get to know somebody and you're like, Yeah, no and it's just like, Hey, why why give it, what hey, what what's wrong? I thought we had a connection. It's like two seconds, dude. I, I it's two seconds. And anybody can steal a picture off of anywhere. Depending on the profile. Like you can absolutely I could probably set up a profile right now. And the, who's dead? Maya Angelou. <laughs> no, she's still alive. <laughs> okay. I could be the Queen of England. I know she's still alive. But I could set up a profile as the Queen of England. Now that she's single, she's like, hey, sup? How's it going? I'm the Queen. You know, like seriously, I don't need to go, I don't need to dig very far to get pictures and enough information to set up a profile. You think J-Lo might use about that online step. Hmm? You think J-Lo might use something like that? Good luck. Uh, hey, I'm not. <laughs> With her winning, winning average right now, I wouldn't put that her, but um, I'm not being mean. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I like I said, I, to me, I'm like, once somebody says no, that's their loss. On to the next. I mean, there's no point in going back or trying to, quote, be all cute, like, oh, I see you're, you're on Instagram, and then trying to be a part of it. Because I mean, to me, that's now kind of like you're trying too hard, and it also seems a little stalkerish, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, so guys, don't do that. Um, speaking of breakups this week, uh, everyone's been talking about um, – Bill and Melinda Gates and their shocking split. And someone was talking about the fact that uh, they were trying to decode exactly what happened or uh, when the marriage started to break down. And I guess in 1997, in a Time Magazine profile, he disclosed he actually asked at that time his ex-girlfriend, Ann uh, Winbald, for her, quote, approval before popping the question to Melinda. And at that time, already the youngest U.S. billionaire, he then reportedly negotiated one long weekend a year with his former flame. There are reports that that was a part of the wedding agreement was that he could spend an annual weekend with her. And it says every spring, as they have for more than a decade, he spends a long weekend with uh, Weinbald at their beach cottage on the outer banks of North Carolina, where they'd ride dune buggies, hang glide, and walk on the beach. And they can play putt-putt while discussing biotechnology, uh, he said of his traditional trip to Seer, who obviously remained a valued friend and intellectual inspiration. And he says that we share our thoughts about the world and ourselves. Uh, and she uh, explained, and she says, we marvel about how as two young overachievers, we began a great adventure on the fringes of a little-known industry, and it landed us at the center of an amazing universe. And... 
um, she was the one who told him to marry Melinda and thought that she would be a good match for him because she had the intellectual stamina. And an author and journalist recalled the small detail of the weekends in a Twitter post late Monday that also went viral. And would you allow your spouse (laughs) or significant other to spend a weekend a year without you so that he could be with someone, quote, on his intellectual level? It sounds like cheating to me, but then, you know, rich folk are weird. (laughs) Here's the thing, and I told somebody the other day, and and like I said, this is all alleged. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know how that story goes, but this is what I told somebody. This is why the majority of of people who have a lot, and I'm not saying that, hmm, I'm going to be careful with this. When you have a lot like that and you have all the money in the world and just endless supply of things like that, I know for some people, they want stability, they want love, they want that one person. But I also say that sometimes with money comes options. People who want to do what they want to do and people who think with that status now comes a little bit more leeway to do particular things. And I know some people are going to be like, well, that's an unfair accusation. But if you look at a lot of, like, I mean, even just now, uh, Jeff Bezos, who got divorced after a long marriage with his wife, or you see a lot of these Hollywood celebrities or athletes, you know, people who have a lot of money, who have long-term relationships, but over time it crumbles apart because maybe the things that they did eventually got to the other person. And I remember hearing a story, allegedly, about Shaquille O'Neal, whose wife once said, hey, you can go out and do certain things, but as long as you don't get sloppy, we're good. And when stuff got sloppy, that's allegedly when things kind of went south. And I was like, but why would you feel the need? Or like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, the whole thing last year where it came out that she, you know, had these uh, entanglements (laughs) with people, and they're the longstanding rumors of Will and some of his co-stars, you know, people with money who have options. And I was like, I don't know if that eventually just became too much. And over time, it's just like, oh, you know what? Yeah, it's just best. You know, you here, take your money, go on. You know, I'll take a little bit of a hit, but I'm still good. You know? Now, call me wrong if I'm wrong, but I think that when you have money like that and options and you don't have the quote, I don't want to call people I don't like the moral compass, but you know, if you're not committed to what you're in, you're always going to wander and say, well, I've got money so I can go and do this, you know? I, that's why I said rich people are weird. I, <laughs> and I, and I don't mean it in, in, a, in a very bad way. Like, I get what, if it's true, if it's true, um, with everything that's going on, and of course nobody will really know the truth. Yeah. Um, um, I understand the difference between having somebody that you are emotionally in love with and having somebody else that takes care of your brain. 
um, just being able to have those people that you can rely on for I don't want to I don't want to call it like stimulus but it is kind of a stimulus like having people that you can relate to on an intellectual level mm-hmm. I, there was okay we're going to go back to like the online dating thing I met someone online that I absolutely enjoyed spending time with but I never wanted to kiss his face and and I and I say that with love and respect there there was there was a connection there that uh, he made me laugh. There was, I, I loved talking to the guy. I would have spent hours with him on a daily basis, on the phone, in person, wherever. But I would have never been physically attracted to him. And because I couldn't be physically attracted to him, there was no emotional connection to that person. The difference between taking time out to hang out with people that stimulate your brain, which is what it sounds like he was doing, and taking time out to spend time physically and emotionally with someone that also stimulates your brain is different. It sounds like cheating. It really does. It comes back down to you're cheating on me with this person versus... I'm really, I really am on the same level as this person. I could talk to them, but I love you. I could have friends that on the, like, intellectually and hang out with them, but I love you and I spend time with you. When you're stepping away from your spouse to spend physical time with somebody and it's just like, no, it's because they stimulate my brain. Well, call them. You know, call them on the phone. You created a freaking network and like come on like you created microsoft you can you can dial a phone (laughs) right call your buddy like (laughs) this is not this is not relevant because it's not right but call your buddy steve jobs and get yourself a facetime okay like go ahead like (laughs) or even better fly the chick to your house where your wife can watch her too no, 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 <laughs> Because maybe, maybe, no, I know why. But I'm just saying, because maybe if it's just going to be stimulating your brain, maybe your wife can pick up a few things that, you know, might be able to talk to you about. And you won't need to necessarily talk to this other person. I know that's not the, that's not the case in this case. I know that's not what he's going after. But that's what I'm saying. If it's just an intellectual, like, counterpart, then you don't need to be going and spending an entire weekend with them physically away from your spouse. There's no reason that your spouse can't be there. Because if it's just an intellectual conversation, there's no physical. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like, you can stimulate my brain and and turn my brain on. And maybe that leads to stuff. I'm not, maybe some people are like that. I don't know. I need more than that. So to me, that sounds like they're cheating. And and rich people are weird. So, well, we got a couple more stories here on now. What is the supersized edition of Page One? Top of the hour here, eleven o'clock in the East, uh, ten o'clock Central, eight o'clock out on the West. How are you? Thank you for joining us on this May seventh. Couple stories here. One, I know my friend who is a Disney fan uh, probably heard yeah. this week 
But longtime Disney Imagineer, Imagineer looked at it wrong, Imagineer. Jim Shull has responded to the overwhelming backlash that has been circulating since Snow White's Enchanted Wish, the updated Snow White ride at Disneyland, debuted a few weeks ago and included what many felt was a, quote, non-consensual kiss between Prince Charming and Snow White. He says, quote, allowing for the fact that cultural changes occur over decades, it must be acknowledged that in the context of the tale, on which the film is based, that the, ri- the ride is accurate. Uh, Scholl, an executive creative director for Disney Imagineering and a 33-year veteran of the company, wrote on Twitter that people are, of course, allowed to dislike the story, but the Imagineering team did a spectacular job. The original ride used an ending that included the evil queen falling to her death, a sometimes scary and jarring moment for young children. The updated ride now ends with Prince Charming giving true love's kiss to Snow White in order to wake her from eternal sleep after being poisoned by the evil queen's apple. Criticism for the moment, mounted after an article written by theme park reviewers Kate, uh, Katie Dowd and Julie Tremaine, went viral, calling out the ending as outdated and inappropriate for the current day. While there are many who were outraged at Disney's update uh, to the ride, there were just as many who felt the criticism towards the choice was overblown. A representative for Disney Parks didn't immediately respond to EW's request for comment. Um, all I got to say, well... What the hell's going on out here? That's pretty... Good sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? Do you have a sound clip? Because I know there's one out. Like, <laughs> can we get an audible face palm, please? <laughs> I, I never thought we all know the story of Snow White how is it <laughs> I'm surprised oh, there wasn't an uproar about the seven dwarves okay because they're still called the seven dwarves it's not Snow White and the seven little people like, and I know a lot I, not, I don't know a lot of little people I know a few little people and they're great I love little people I love big people I love tall people and short people so there's nothing that I'm talking about what I'm saying is people get all butthurt about something that happened. I'm sorry. The thing was written in the late 30s, if I remember correctly, 39? Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Something like that. I'm so upset about this. Like, I'm way more <laughs> upset about this than I need to be. Um, like, just order yourself. It's a flipping ride at you went to Disneyland or World, whichever one you went to. You went to a Disney theme park. You spent a hundred bucks to just walk in the door. You probably spent another thirty dollars to get the fast pass, so you didn't have to stand in line. And you're going to complain about a ride based on a story made in the forties? Oh my gosh! Like kiss like, was non-consensual, is what they're saying. You're right, it wasn't. She was unconscious, and he kissed her and woke her up because she was poisoned. God, people, it's a story, it's a cartoon, it's not real. It's not real. It's not like the Prince Charming was a real person that came out and kissed this other chicky poo who was poisoned by an apple and an evil witch. Like, what weird world are you living in where a witch can make an apple poisonous and she gets to sing to animals to clean up the house because I want to. I want to sing to these animals to clean up the house. Is that a skill I can learn? Like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I hate Karen. 
And I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I call that. I hate people that complain about stupid things. This does not, this is a cancel culture thing that I just, I want, I want to scream. And it's like, get over it. There are so many other things you can complain about that are way more important than this right now. I'll, I'll help you kids. out. I'm going to help you out. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yes. Dig the panties out of your underwear, like out of your crack, and just like calm down. Like seriously, man, whoever gave them the wedgie is amazing. Wow. Down off my soapbox. <laughs> that, that almost sounded like a, a festivist type of thing. Oh, it's such a festivist kind of thing. It's so festivist kind of thing. I'm going to push don't even care. Okay. It's right. don't even care. It's not like they're running around kissing people. Wow. Well. <laughs> Finally tonight. <laughs> yeah, that I, I read that story and I, I had to read it twice. And yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what else to say on that. So. Um, I'm sorry, went on a tirade. I, I apologize profusely. No, to I, our, I love it because that means that I'm not the only person hilarious. that goes off on a tirade around here. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to be the comic relief, not the tirade. (laughs) I love it. So, dear friends, Rolling Stone has put out a list of the 100 best sitcoms of all time. Uh, You can, of course, go to Rolling Stone and check it out for yourself. We will not go through all 100. But just to kind of share for you uh, that they eliminated sketch shows like SNL, hour-long comedy dramas like Freaks and Geeks, and even some shorter shows like The Wonder Years were cut for being too dramatic. Uh, They were looking for a consistent group of characters and settings and considered both how funny they were and also how much they influenced other shows. Uh, Yet, somehow, in the full 100, they skipped notables like Married with Children, Newhart, Who's the Boss, Growing Pains, and Laverne and Shirley. So the top 20 that they had at number 20 was BoJack Horseman, which aired on Netflix, uh, Roseanne, 30 Rock, Taxi, the Cosby Show, Arrested Development, The Andy Griffith Show, Frasier, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Larry Sanders Show, Parks and Rec, The Honeymooners, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Top, uh, MASH came in at number six, uh, the top five shows all time at number five was All in the Family, number four was I Love Lucy. Number three was Seinfeld. Number two was Cheers. And the number one sitcom of all time is, you know? No, no, you started telling me, and I said, no, leave me be surprised. Okay. Well, I'll, well, I would play a clip, but I won't. But number one was The Simpsons. I kind of, as much as I know. (laughs) Okay, and you and I started to talk about this last night. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I don't even want to know. I want my reaction to be, like, instantaneous. Some of those are rated too low. <laughs> and some are rated too high. Way too high. And I don't think The Simpsons should be number one. No. I think actually I being on longer has hurt it. I don't feel the same way about The Simpsons now as I did back in, say, the 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I don't even really watch it much anymore. Um, Cheers, I think, was too high as well. I don't think, just my own opinion, I don't think that Cheers, even though it ran for 11 seasons, I don't think it was... I would much rather say, in a small way, that... Um, I'm shocked that they did not reconsider MASH because there were some dramatic moments in MASH. MASH, to me, still rates a little higher. I'm really Mm -hmm. shocked that Friends did not make anywhere within that top 20 list. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am shocked that Seinfeld actually got that high. Seinfeld is known for some good moments with good shows. I don't – it was one of those shows that either hit or miss. I don't think it is a top three all time. If you're going to put shows up there, I would think that All in the Family would be. I would think that an I Love Lucy would be. Heck, even more so, um, I'm shocked. Even in a top 20 sense, I don't think – and I've seen a few minutes of it. I don't think a BoJack Horseman deserves to be in the top 20 because there's so many other different shows I could put in a top 20. Um, I think Mary Tyler Moore show was too rock as well. Low. And Mary Tyler Moore show was too low. Yeah. I was highly shocked um, at seven. Uh, I think that, um, oh, there was one that just popped in my head and now it's gone. My brain just stopped. I'm surprised that, um, like, Leave it to Beaver. Um, what's another good one? Um, my brain start. I could see this. I could see it, and I could see. I can hear the song, and it's the 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 one with the two families. Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. There it is. That's <laughs> not on there. In the top twenty. Like, I'm not saying that it needs to be top, like, I'm not saying that's the best one of all time, but top 20, you know? Right. Top 25. I, I, I'm highly there? shocked. And it was like, to me, I don't, I know people want to put Seinfeld up there. I don't think it deserves top three. Uh, maybe in a in a top 15-ish type of thing, and I'm being kind, you know? Uh, besides you know, Festivus, besides the suit Nazi, besides the the puffy shirt, and besides a couple other key things, you don't really recall, you know, the seasons. And like I said, everyone knows about Friends, and it's on almost like 24 hours a day. I didn't even get a chance to look and see where Three's company ranked. Um yeah, and that should have been know, up there, considering the, the, the controversy that it caught. Well, not the controversy, but just the idea of 
two women and one man living in an apartment, and the guy the only way that that would work is if the guy was gay. Like mm-hmm. that was controversial at the time that it came out, and, and very I'm shocked with children typical on top of that. Top 100. That's disappointing. Married with children kind of opened the mold for provocative and, you know. Like Roseanne, like, you mean? Yeah. And actually, I think Roseanne even once said if it wasn't for married with children's success, they probably would not have really lasted because it kind of opened up the door for them to do their shows like they did. Because mm-hmm. when I remember when married with children first came out, my, my mom really didn't want me watching it all the time. But. Mm-hmm. Kind of like was like, well, it's on because I remember Sunday nights. It was Tracy Ullman, uh when I saw the Simpsons uh, clips, and I was like, ooh, first time I saw cartoons on in prime time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when I noticed it was getting its own special that time, the Christmas special, I was excited about it. I was like, I hope this is like every week, and it was. And then, you know, Married with Children usually came on like you know, later that evening, and I thought it was hilarious, you know. But I'm highly shocked that they did not make it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a few. Like, I understand the Cosby show, but, like, um, Family Matters, that yeah. one should be in there. I don't know if that one made the list. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a top 25 or anything, but that should be on the list. Like I'm right. just trying to think of some of the ones that were that were that were different and that did influence what people watched when they watched it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we had the Cosby Show, but that was yeah. one of those like the, the you know the the the, the mom was a doc you know the doctor or sorry dad was the doctor mom was a lawyer they have money there's a lot of people in the house da, 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 right yeah. I think Cheers is too high. It felt I, no, like Cheers and Seinfeld yeah, is too high. Cheers is too high. Seinfeld I would rather is definitely move, too high. I would rather move I Love Lucy all in the family and mash up into the top five if we're mm-hmm. going to do that. Um, but, yeah, just little things like show real life, show the stuff, you know, where 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 I, I'm not sure that I agree with that list. But, you know, no, I'm not. that's why they don't pay me the big bucks. Um <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with the list. I think there's some other ones that are are more. I don't know about influential, but really made an impact at least with the what they covered and how they covered it in a more realistic way. Does that make sense? Right. I think those should have been higher up. Even if you could have something that done a mod, which was groundbreaking as well. Um, or, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other shows. Actually, if you're curious, uh, right outside of that, I could tell you uh, a couple of BBC shows. Actually, that's another thing, too. I'm highly shocked that uh, – I wonder where Monty Python fell in there. Um, or Doctor Who. Where's Doctor Who on that list? Uh, I have to actually look. I know that Faulty Towers with John Cleese was at 31. Uh, the Office, the U.K. version, was at number 30. Um, and the site here is going a little slow. There's so many. I, mean, I tell people probably won't have time to like roll through all of it, but um, definitely it's something to take a look at. And you can see where maybe your favorite show um, fell um, and where they went at. But uh, that is interesting. I don't know. I actually have to look. 
but with that, we'll continue looking. Maybe it's something where we'll come up with our own list. Maybe next week we will tell you our top ten of all time. <laughs> something to think about. <laughs> um, see, now you started a list. Uh, so... <laughs> Actually, I think we will do that. Top ten sitcoms we probably will have for you next week. Our our own personal list if we were to make that list. So, uh, but with that, um, hmm, the clock on the wall is telling me that it is just about time to go. There was a couple other stories that I had tonight, which were pretty uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, but we will leave him for yeah, yeah. But we'll uh, leave him for next week. Uh, but no, I, I definitely uh, tonight want to definitely not only wish uh, Mary, but all of you moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. Um, I know uh, you don't get the credit that you get, and sometimes when we're growing up. Uh, you want us to give you the credit then, <laughs> but trust me, we get it, and then you will probably get the credit as we get older and a little bit more wiser, and I think that you understand. Um, so, you know, as I, I tell people, especially moms and daughters, uh, that's got to be probably the toughest relationship because you're battling you. <laughs> and they may not get it then, but they are appreciative, just like sons and fathers. Sometimes they clash, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, everyone loves their parents. But everyone definitely, first thing they're saying, "Hi, mom." <laughs> hey, mom. Uh, and I know this week too with the story of the lady that had nine kids. She was expecting seven, and she wound up having nine. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't, but wow. Yeah, over and uh, wow. Leanne woman became the mother of nine babies, two more than she expected after giving birth to the non-tuplets at a hospital in Morocco. Uh, the mother, Halima Cease, was expected to give birth to seven babies, an ultrasound showed, but doctors missed two on her scans. Uh, it was not stated whether the babies were conceived naturally or through in vitro fertilization, but likely the latter as evidenced by similar cases. And in March, she was flown from the West African country of Mali to Morocco for specialist care. And on Thursday, she, uh, Tuesday, she gave birth to five girls and four boys via C-section. And all the mother, the mother and the babies are doing well so far. Uh, the family was expected back in Mali in a few weeks. Uh, non-tuplet births are extremely rare. Although there have been cases of non-tuplets being conceived, there are no known incidences of all of them surviving. So, so far, so good. And that's a Mother's Day story for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a Mother's Day story. <laughs> but definitely a very happy Mother's Day. And uh, we do hope that you enjoy your weekend and take a little time to do what you want, enjoy uh, what you want to do. Uh, but with that, any uh, closing uh, shout-outs or thoughts from you? Um, a couple of a coworker of mine welcomed in a grandbaby this weekend, so um, hey. happy grandmother's day! Um, happy Mother's <laughs> Day to the mom that the new mom and the now grandmother. Um, but yeah, just just an echo of the sentiment of mothers and daughters. My mom has got three and has butt heads with all three of us. So um, happy Mother's Day to her. Uh, sorry. Um, 
<laughs> for everything. But happy mom, oh yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And and just it doesn't take a lot to just say happy Mother's Day and and say that you appreciate them. I mean, I don't need and like I appreciate that um, Lavar has said happy Mother's Day to me, and I know that on Sunday I'll get that from my kiddo. Um, but that's all I need, you know, just, Hey, you didn't, you know, you're, you're doing all right. And that's sometimes don't save it for me. If you see your mom struggling, say it then you're doing all right. Cause it's tough. It's tough being a parent and that's dads and moms and the ones that do double duty. So happy mother's day to all the people that are out there. Dog moms, cat moms, double duty moms, double duty dads that are having to be moms. Um, so to, to all those people out there that are that are pulling that, you know, happy Mother's Day this weekend. Couldn't think of a better way to say it myself. And uh, with that, thanks so much for listening to us here on page one. Um, on the website at News Comet BTR, Mary's over at? Luai's Mama. Uh, you will also see details on how to join us on another platform that we will be doing real soon. So I'm just kind of putting that out there. So make sure that you go over there and uh, make sure that you join us over on the wonderful world of Twitch. (laughs) Uh, And we'll be seeing you soon. And like I said, in the meantime, follow us on social media at our official website, newscommentblog.com as well. And like I said, once again, for all the mothers out there, have a wonderful Mother's Day. We'll see you back here next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central Time on page one. So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Good night. Thanks for listening, and be kind to each other.
to page one. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.